What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What's up? And with us again, Justin the Russian Concussion Mascaro. Hello. We have a lot to talk about this episode 92. Uh, Big Easy Bets is brought to you by Prediction Strike. Stop what you're doing. Go to the App Store right now. Download Prediction Strike. What is Prediction Strike? It is the stock market for athletes. Fantasy football stock market investing is what it essentially is. Uh, If you have a bead on somebody that's going to have a good week, you go buy stock in that athlete, Tyreek Hill, Alvin Kamara, you name it, uh, Trevor Simeon, if you will. You buy stock in that athlete. If he exceeds his fantasy football projection, you make money. So if you got a good feeling on somebody, go invest. Prediction Strike, go to their website, www.predictionstrike.com, or download their app in the App Store. Use the promo code BIGEASYBETS, all one word. They will match your first free athlete share of $20 or more. Like I said, we have a lot to talk about. Episode 92, we're approaching the century mark. Um, Let's start with what happened in the Superdome on Sunday. I told y'all that I had a good feeling. Did I not? You did. Plus 200 on the money line. And if Jameis Winston, God rest his soul, doesn't tear his ACL... I don't think that that football game is close at all. Do you disagree? You think they make the comeback if we have Jameis? Um, no. I feel like, dude, I mean, we own Tom Brady. I understand what happened in the playoffs. We own Tom Brady. If Jared Cook doesn't fumble the football, if we don't have those turnovers, we gave them great field position on their first two scoring drives. Uh, and then we had a touchdown call back, I believe. Deontay Harris, maybe. It was the punt return. Yeah, in the play yes. in the playoffs. Yes. The punt return re- yeah. for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and then you have the yeah, the Jared Cook fumble. Um a lot of things bounced Tampa's way for them to win that football game. We fucking own Tom Brady. I don't care what anybody says. When we forced that fumble, we rushed three. That was that was three. Three people rushing. Uh, if that's going to happen, it's going to be a long day as Central Michigan takes a fucking punt to the house. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I had a really good feeling. You can call it a homer pick. You can call it whatever you want. That was Cam Jordan. It was Cam Jordan. If you wouldn't have said anything, I don't yeah. know if he gets that. So, for those who don't know, <laughs> we went to the Dave Chappelle show um, in the arena, and we were sitting, I would say – so Cam was on the floor. We were in the seats. It was the equivalent of like a 15-foot, not even, probably 10-yard distance away from us, from us to Cam. Uh, so after the show, I was pretty drunk. I'm not going to lie. But so after the show, Cam gets up, and I don't remember exactly what I said, but I screamed at him something along the lines of, like, you better fuck Tom Brady up on Sunday, something like that. Um, and he looked at me and nodded his head. So I was okay. I, I was like, That's I, awesome. <laughs> it was like, I, I had to say it. I told them a bunch. I was like, don't let me forget. And, uh, I screamed it as loud as I could. He a hundred percent heard me. He wasn't far away. It was like from me to like the fucking TV over the TV over there. So, um, 
Yeah, he followed through on his promise. Um, yeah, I mean, I really didn't feel like they stood much of a chance of doing anything. Uh, I say that. they Tom Brady still put up numbers, but I felt like we were going to be able to get after him without having to dial up a blitz. And we got the turnovers that we needed. So, I don't know. I, I mean, what are, you, what are your biggest takeaways from the game other than the fact that uh, Jameis towards ACL? I don't know. I benched Tom Brady in fantasy, and it almost cost me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I mean, but dude, the busted. In my defense, was like, I was kind of right, you know, yeah. with the uh, he had the three. amount of three turnovers. Yeah. Um, dude, the fucking Eagles. Well, I started Jalen Hurts. You said you were kind of right. I was right. I was right. You were right as well, but I was right. <laughs> well, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, they put up 44 points. Yeah, that's true. Jalen Hurts didn't score not one of those touchdowns. Mm. I didn't watch that game, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, the running backs got them all. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I felt like, I mean, Justin, you were there. I felt like that that's how I saw the game going. I didn't see Jameis getting hurt. If Jameis doesn't get hurt, I don't think that that game's close. I really don't. Um, they were able to sell out on the run, make Simeon make the throws, which I get everybody wants to now like kind of anoint uh, Trevor Simeon is like, like, or they're saying like he had this good game. He didn't have that good of a game. I don't know if I wasn't watching the right game. Do you, his first fucking drive under center, it may have even been his first throw. He almost threw a pick six. Were you watching? Um, I do recall which throw you're talking about. Is that when the he throws, defender dropped it? Well, he throws it to the left, and our receiver and the defender both go up for it. And it almost was intercepted. And if it's intercepted, he's gone. See you later. That's the fucking house call. But luckily, they both dropped it. And then a couple drives later, he throws a pick to Winfield over the middle, but they bail us out with a roughing the passer, which Winfield's a piece of shit for getting the camera and eating the W after James just tore his knee up. You didn't even pick him off, you fucking pudgy moron. I messaged him on Twitter. A, a long, a long <laughs> message. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I mean, we benefited from a lot of calls. The refs were on our side, and it was like it felt it felt weird. I, I wasn't used because that to never it. happens. Yeah, exactly. So, but he by no means had this great game. The narrative was so close to being different. It was so close to being like Jesus Christ, Trevor Simeon sucks. Like if they get that pick six, whole different ball game. And if that pick in the end zone stands because we scored on that drive, if that stands, we're fucked. Like. The busted coverage by the defense was bad, but if you take that away, for the most part, they played really good. I don't understand how they turned out, turned over the call of that fumble. The call on the field, that's what I was texting my dad. I was like, the call on the field's critical. They called it a fumble. He As soon as it hits his chest, it gets knocked out. But it's like, how are you going to say that? Like, what? how much more did he have to do to establish himself as a runner? Yeah, there I, was a slight bobble, so. There was, but then he gathers it, and he pulls it. As soon as he pulls it to his chest, it's touched, so if it's like if it was a millisecond more and he goes like that and then it goes out, are you going to call it? It's just the I felt like it should have stayed with yeah. the call on the field. I thought because of the bobble, it was. It, I don't think he maintained possession. Yeah, and in looking at it, that's what I was saying. I was like, I don't really think that it's going to stand, but I. But by the rule, if it has to be clear and obvious, I don't feel like it. I feel like that should have been one, like, mm, you can't really say, like with definitive like certainty that it wasn't a fumble. But that was big. Um because they end up scoring on that, we that would have been a huge turn of events for us. But um, yeah, I mean, all in all, it was a pretty fucking incredible game. Uh, one of the best games I've ever gone to. 
we just so happened to be in a suite and the food was awesome. I got to say the gumbo was fucking incredible. Uh, and they had like a buffet of chicken tenders. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't care how old you are, who you are, nobody, you're never too old for a buffet of chicken tenders. Um, they had sushi, they had all kinds of cake. Jesus. Yeah, it was great. Um, and then watching us intercept Tom Brady, I was like, I literally like, well, one, I have a problem because as I was telling you, um, I said the LSU national championship game, but really I think it was the NFC championship game when the saints played the Rams. I like, I yelled so much that like now I can't yell ever again without my head hurting immediately. So it's weird. Like there was one time I almost passed out, um, twice actually. Um, but when we were at the NFC championship game, I've said it on here before when Demario Davis got the interception, a part of me died because as I always say, a part of me died from that game. So they robbed us, but uh, I yelled so much that something happened in my brain and then I couldn't yell anymore that I started clapping as hard as I could and I popped blood vessels in both hands. So I was I was helpless. I couldn't yell and I couldn't clap. I was just sitting there. Like it was like I didn't even want to be there. And I, like from the outside perspective. I've never popped blood vessels in my hands until then. It was a re- really weird experience. Um but so we're in the dome. And we're, I'm in the suite. We're surrounded by people in suits and shit. I'm, like, double flipping off Tom Brady, screaming at the top of my lungs while, like, it's literally the, the GM of the Superdome is in the, in the suite with us. And I, so I was like, I don't belong here. So, um, but we pick off Tom Brady and, like, I, I, like, halfway teared up and halfway blacked out in the same, in the same like, it, moment. So I had to, like, sit down. Like, I literally was, like... From drinking or from the... From no, the I didn't drink a sip of alcohol. No, yeah. from... I yell. I yell until, like, I borderline black out, and sometimes I push it too far. So, like, I had to literally sit down one time, and I was like, oh, fuck. Because I get, like, this tension headache that, like, radiates from my neck to the top of my skull. So I'm saying something's wrong. I think I... I legitimately think I'm going to have an aneurysm. Um, but that's why I tweeted. I was like, if I die, just now. Like I died, I died happy. So it's okay. Um, I spilled a beer all over a guy underneath me. Oh yeah. Whenever they picked it off. Cause I hugged <laughs> Katie right next to me and her beer went all over him. And I was like, I'm so fucking sorry. I was like, she did it. It wasn't me. <laughs> you blamed yeah. it on her. And she's like looking at me like, what the fuck? And then he like looks at me. He's like, it's all good. He was like, I, he was like, I love it. <laughs> and he was like, uh, please like, throw another yeah, one. Like, on. He was just like, I love it. And I was like, hell yeah. No. Yeah. That was one of the best moments that I've had in the Superdome ever. It really was because there was so many times in the last couple of years where that exact same scenario happened and it didn't go our way. And so you just have that feeling now of, you know, how it's going to end. Tom Brady's going to get the ball back. We've seen him do it a million times. He's going to go march down the field because all they needed was a field goal. He's going to go march down the field and we're going to lose the game. Like we fucking always seem to do, which we don't always do that, but you only remember the times that it does happen. So I mean, we were just at the last home game when we played the giants and they beat us in overtime, march down the field and we lose. So it felt so good, especially to get it back on Tom Brady and the ones that knocked us out in the playoffs. It felt so good for it to go the right way this time. Um, that it was like, I just, I didn't even cheer whenever they got the ball back and we were sacking them, I just sat there and enjoyed it and just looked around and soaked it all in because it it just, it really was. It felt fucking awesome. Um, Sean Payton, we need to fucking address some things with Sean Payton because he's on the radio talking to goddamn, or I guess they're just airing his press conference. 
And he's like, uh, I'm really disappointed with the lack of effort from the fans, especially on third down. Like, uh, do you want me to die? Cause that's <laughs> the next step. Like, what do you want me to do? I feel, I felt like he was talking to me directly. It's like, what do you want? What more can I possibly do? Cause my voice goes by the second quarter and then I'm helpless. So I try to conserve until the fourth quarter. So I don't know. I felt like that was a little ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, Jameis towards ACL, he's out. <sighs> Simeon or Taysom Hill? Taysom. Simeon or Taysom Hill? I want to see more of Simeon because I've seen a lot of Taysom. And I don't know. He just makes me way too nervous. But You didn't watch Trevor Simeon with the Broncos? I was there, but... Oh, you were at the no, Broncos. No, yeah. no, no. With, with, when he was with the Broncos. <laughs> no, no, not really. I don't really remember him. Yeah, he's Broncos. not very good. His college stats sucked. Um, he's not. It, it, it's Taysom. It's got to be Taysom. You re you readjust the offense, whether Sean wants to or not. You turn it into more of a Raven style offense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I don't know how else you do it because I really do think that we can give people some trouble, specifically the Falcons this week because they can't stop the run. Um, you 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 change it up a little bit. So uh, the biggest thing, it's such a fucking roller coaster. Being a New Orleans sports fan, I was fucking mad today, going at people on Twitter all damn day. Michael Thomas is now done for the year. Uh, I'm pretty much out on the Michael Thomas sweepstakes. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think I'm done. Uh, and I have his jersey. Love him. I've been saying he's a top receiver in the league. Thought he was the best receiver in the league, uh, especially, obviously, when he set the record. I just don't really know how you get paid $100 million. You put off a surgery. And I, under- I understand ankle surgeries. I got dipshits on Twitter trying to come explain to me why receivers don't want ankle surgeries. I told you, we were talking about it on this fucking podcast, why receivers don't want to have ankle surgery because so, it's going to affect their cutting. Like, thank you, fucking Dr. Dipshit on Twitter. I understand. But you still had to have the surgery regardless. So have the fucking surgery in February. So when you have a setback in May and June, you have plenty of time to get past the fucking setback and play for the team that paid you $100 million in the city of fans that pay their last fucking dollar to come watch y'all play. Stop acting like a child and pick up your goddamn cell phone when the team calls to check on your rehab. You dumb moron with your crunchberry fucking French toast. Maybe eat something else because it's not fucking helping your ankles. I think I'm done with Michael Thomas. I don't know. It's just, I'm just mad today. I might not be done with Michael Thomas. Um, Later on, when he comes back and is healthy, if he's healthy, it's tough to come back as a receiver with those type of surgeries. Uh, but what are y'all's thoughts? You think he plays another down for the Saints? I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty going forward with Sean Payton I mean, said a lot some of the reassuring things. Now. Sean Payton said some reassuring things in terms of their relationship. Uh, the tone was different when than it was early in the off season. But I don't think he plays another down for the Saints. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. What yeah, do you, I feel like Sean's pretty upset because I feel like he doesn't put up with any of that bullshit. Yeah, but like I said, his tone changed a little bit um, to where it's kind of now like he's saying like he's working his tail off to get back and this and that. It's not like, oh, yeah, he should have done he should have done what he was supposed to do. Uh, but 
do you think he Nick? Do you think he plays for the Saints ever again? Yes or no? Yeah. Justin, do you think he plays? For the I Saints? think he does too. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm leaning towards no. Um, but we shall see. I mean, I feel like there's. I don't know. I feel I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty going forward. I got I got with this season. So. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, my expectations are are underneath the fucking dirt right now like they were sky high now it's like whatever happens happens we have a great ass defense it's going to be fun to watch that defense go out there and maul people week in and week out but you can't expect people are still like when we win the super bowl it's going to be great like yeah sure it's fun to be delusional but it's like (laughs) if you're expecting a super bowl it's like you need to re uh i was expecting a super bowl the last four years i'm not expecting a super bowl this year you need to reassess your uh your expectations um what went out the window when the quarterback went down? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no. I I mean, when we, if we win this week, we're the first place in the division. We should win this week. I think we will. We're, but we'll be first place in the division. If Jameis Winston was healthy, the Super Bowl is not off the fucking table, especially if Michael Thomas would have came back. Um, the Browns can suck my fucking dick for not giving us Odell Beckham. And now they're talking about potentially just releasing him. He might just get released today because he's not at practice. Stefanski said, just don't even think he's on the team anymore, essentially. Yeah, I have a question about yeah. that. So they, I saw that he told the team that he's not basically on the team, but they're going to let him play on Sunday. I think I, if we saw the same thing, he's planning on playing Sunday. I didn't see anything that they plan that they plan to allow him to play uh, on Sunday. Okay. I'll be shocked if he plays. Yeah, he was trying to go through the motions like normal, where he was going to go to practice like normal. He was going to show up and try to play on Sunday. Uh, I'll be shocked if they allow him to play football on Sunday. Um, yeah, I got people on Twitter telling me the wide receiver is the second most important position in football. Are you fucking high? Like, what are we talking about? How, do you think the wide receiver is the second most important position in football? No. What do you think is? What's the first most important position? Quarterback. What's the second? Um, I mean, the left offensive tackle. line. I said left tackle. Blind side. It's the left tackle. Yeah. If you don't have an offensive line, you've got Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So, receiver? Are we fucking, what are we doing? What, what? That's why I said the most, he said, and then this dude was like, I called him a moron. I apologize for calling him a moron. But because I made a point, and he's like, I'm talking to the other guy. I said, oh, okay. I, or are we on Twitter? Or are we fucking like writing letters to each other? Um, he said that Michael Thomas was the best player on the team. I said the best player on the team was number 23 or number 56. So, yeah, Or 41. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, now, I had this argument with somebody a couple years ago, and I was trying to tell him that. That's like a given, though, for me. Kamara's kind of like he's the one. I've been saying I think he's the greatest football player I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, so it's like he's just there. I don't even. It's it, it's Kamara and then 1A, and I'm talking from 1A down. But go ahead. Yeah, I had uh, this argument with somebody a few years ago when um, probably 2018 year. And it was like Kamara, Mike Thomas, and I'm like Kamara's all all day. It's like yeah. he can. He's a once in a lifetime. Yeah, he type can, of player. He could he could play just receiver if he wanted to and be damn good at it. And he can run in between the tackles and fucking make everybody miss and has incredible balance. Like, in the biggest thing, knock on wood, is that 
he hasn't been injured. He's missed what two, two games. I don't know what that is. Oh Christ, that's me, dude. You're like every every time. What do you mean every time? Every stream, every everything. Oh my God, I just have a fucking random ad. Uh, how many minutes? Twenty minutes into the episode, he's been on, on that, my computer. He's been on that page since we started. Yeah. Too. Um, sorry about that, but yeah, no, I I mean right now, I understand Marshawn Lattimore gave up the interception to Mike Evans. Other than that, he had one other catch for like twelve, like seven yards, something like that. And then now we got the fucking dog jumping on the table. We're all over the place here. Breeze, get down. Um, but yeah, okay. That that's the our segue on the Saints. Um, we should still beat the Falcons. We should still be leading our division. There's really no telling what's going to happen the remainder of the year. I hope we get Odell Beckham. That would be fantastic. Um, I'd buy his jersey even if he doesn't play it down. Uh, but. Incredible win, incredible performance by the defense. P.J. Williams, pick six on Tom Brady. Credit to P.J. Williams for being willing to move to safety because he's fucking terrible at corner. Um, Henry Ruggs killed a woman. So it's been an yeah, up and down week. Bad, bad look. Been up and down week in uh, the NFL. I have a bunch of Henry Ruggs rookie cards. Yeah. you gonna, I might as well just flush you, down a toilet. Yeah, definitely. What a goddamn idiot traveling upwards 156 miles an hour, runs into this woman at 126 miles an hour. You can't even fathom how fast, how fast that is, let alone to be able to make fucking impact with another vehicle going that fast. The woman was trapped inside her vehicle and burned alive. And then also for the PETA lovers, a, a dog died as well. So, Yeah, and Henry Ruggs had a friend who died in a car accident. He did, yeah. In Remember high, that in special? High school. Yeah. yeah. So Tom, it's like, Tom Ronaldo. what the hell? Yeah. So she it, was young too, the 23. Killed. Yeah. 23. No, it yeah, sucks. it really is terrible. Like, people are on Twitter making jokes and like, oh, Saints need to pick him up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Henry Ruggs will probably never play another down in football again. He may. And I'm not saying I, I'm not like no, Henry oh, Ruggs is going to jail. No, I know. But you could get out. Could uh, I don't know. They let that damn uh, uh, white white wide receiver from the Eagles come back. They will let anybody come back. Who uh, Cooper? Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. <laughs> he yeah. killed somebody. No, but he was an incredibly uh, blatant racist caught on camera, and they said okay. Yeah, but that's a lot different than no, yeah. being a killer. Yeah, it's bad, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, they're saying Aaron Rodgers. Uh, is now not vaccinated, even though he alluded to being vaccinated, got COVID. Everybody's saying, who's worse, Henry Ruggs or Aaron Rodgers? Are you fucking high? Henry Ruggs <laughs> killed somebody. Killed somebody. Aaron Rodgers lied about getting vaccinated. Boo fucking who? I just lied about being vaccinated to get into the Saints game. Sue me. Aaron Rodgers lies about it to go throw touchdowns for the Green Bay Packers. Who gives a shit? Henry Ruggs was drunk driving his Corvette 156 miles an hour through Las Vegas where they have nothing but stoplights. I don't think he was stopping at the stoplights. Hey, but at least his drunk ass was vaccinated. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, he got vaccinated. You fucking morons. He killed somebody. So, all right. Um, That was one of our longer segues for sure. But 23 minutes into the episode, now we're going to go ahead and recap some college football. Me and Nick are coming off of our best weeks of college football. Justin's not. Justin is spiraling out of control after getting off to the hottest start of any of us here. What do you have to say for yourself? I'll be back. What do you mean you'll be back? This week. So okay. It's the fucking chairs. Nick swapped chairs with me <laughs> whenever he was doing bad and I was doing good. Nick, Nick bought a cheap computer chair. Now, let's I started call, doing bad. Let's call it for what it is. He sat in it. He got off to a terrible start. Well, then he made Justin sit in the chair. 
and Justin just willfully said okay. And now Justin's <laughs> doing bad. Um, so first thing I did today, I swapped the chairs back. Justin did swap so the back. chairs back. So there's a possibility. All I can tell you is if I, I don't do good in it, this chair is going to get burned. Just for those who don't know, I put on Twitter that I took uh, Central Michigan plus nine and the under 64 and a half. It might have been around that range. Central Michigan has two motherfucking punt returns for touchdowns with three seconds left in the first half. What was looking like an under football game is now looking like an over football game. But we're looking like we may be in the right place to cover the spread there. Um, and I got to talk about another Mac game, but that'll be at the end of my recap. So to start the recap, um, I went eight and four and then I added a game. So I just put it up eight and five, but let's start from the top coastal Carolina. First half. This was on Thursday. We were at the, uh, Chappelle comedy show first half minus 10. They were up seven with a minute left in basically the red zone. And then Grayson McCall throws an interception that can't happen for a team that takes care of the ball better than just about any other team in football. That's extremely unfortunate because we didn't even get the field goal to push on it. So, But then we had Michigan State minus four on the live stream, one of the best comebacks, biggest comeback in that rivalry. Kenneth Walker III is the Heisman Trophy winner if it were to be picked today. Um, five touchdowns scored by Michigan State, all five scored by Kenneth Walker III. Georgia minus 14 and the under in the Georgia-Florida game, uh, under 51. Both hit. Georgia's the best team in football. It's not even close. Maryland minus five and a half. Gave up a fucking backdoor cover on the last drive of the game. That was incredibly frustrating. Pitt and Miami over 61. This looked like there was going to be 100 points scored. Uh, it basically hit the over by halftime, damn near. And then I think they ended up only scoring like 71 points, something like that. Uh, but nonetheless, wins a win. Penn State, Ohio State, over fucking 60 points. I get burned on another Ohio State total again. They had plenty of opportunities to go ahead and cover this there at the end. I don't remember what the exact point total was, but it was nearly uh, I, I, it, one more score and I would have got it, and we should have had it. Uh, Navy plus 11.5. Navy, Tulsa under 46.5. I added this midweek, I believe, if I remember correctly. feels like a fucking eternity ago, uh, but they covered both. Great ads by me. Uh, pat myself on the back for that one. Uh, Fresno State plus one was our last one of the night. Uh, this was a good pick. Fresno State's good. Me and Nick were both on it. We both covered. Uh, Michigan State plus three first half. This was another one. So I went eight and four. I really, I realistically, at the very least, should have went ten and two. Should have went ten and two. You got Coastal bullshit. Maryland bullshit. Michigan State first half is the least bullshit of them all and that one still should have covered too they had plenty of opportunities their offensive i mean their defensive linemen bat balls at the line and then just like take a nap so uh we didn't get that one houston plus one this was a late ad by me and nick this is one we looked into um and justin was on the opposite side of it it was a rough uh it was, dude, we got so, open, open the door, let him out, let him out, let him out. We got so much shit going on in here right now. Click it all the way, push it. So Houston plus one, they end up winning. Um, one, this game shouldn't have been close. Their starting running back goes out when they were up 14 or 17. Their starting running back goes out and then it just went to shit from there. It's the, he's a freshman running back. He's leading the nation out of all freshman running backs and touchdowns. Uh, once he went out, the offense stalled. 
Uh, well, they end up winning the game on a walk-off, essentially a walk-off kick return for a touchdown. So that was fantastic. Um, so like I said, eight and four. I added a game last night. Can't even remember the fucking teams. Um, it was Ohio. And yeah, Miami, Miami of Ohio and Ohio under uh, fifty-four. There was fourteen points scored in the first quarter, or in the first half. Sorry, there was twenty-one points scored in the first five minutes, maybe four minutes of the second half. Well, it's looking like we're still gonna fucking get it, uh, until Miami of Ohio. There's like three minutes left in the game. They have a fourth down, maybe four minutes of the game. They have a fourth down in the red zone. They throw it to the end zone. It gets fucking tipped up in the air and goes backwards into their receiver who's just waiting for it for a touchdown. So then, so that that was like 13 points they needed to get to it. Um, then the next drive, third and long, I think it was Ohio throws a deep ball down the right sideline, busted coverage. So they go run. And so now, due to a missed extra point, we're sitting at exactly 54 points. So I'm like, okay, we're going to push. There's like a minute left, less than a minute. I think it was like a minute. Well, fucking guy breaks through the line and goes and runs and scores a touchdown from 45 yards out when he could have went down and took a knee, you fucking asshole. He could have just slid to the ground like all the people who play at the fucking big schools and know how to play football. They slide to the ground. So they guarantee their team a victory. Well, this asshole goes and scores because he hasn't scored very much this year. They're one and seven now, two and seven. And then Miami of Ohio goes and fucking scores a touchdown and has another opportunity <laughs> to get an onside kick. So you stupid asshole. Yeah, I saw there was twenty-seven points scored in the fourth quarter. Yeah, this was an under game the whole way, the whole way. I'm betting unders in the MAC like a fucking idiot, but it was an under game the entire way. And we didn't get it. It was absolutely brutal. It sucked. It set the tone for my week. It is what it is. So eight and four on the weekend. I'm gonna throw in that middle of the week action game to make it eight and five. And I currently have two other action games in play at the moment. Um, but so we'll call it eight and five. Nick, you had eight plays. Yeah, I was five and zero oh on the ones I gave out on the podcast and the Twitter picks I gave out. Had a little bit of bad luck. You but, come, um, you come marching in here and talking about Michigan State first half. Yeah, dude, if they don't, there's a lot of shit that went wrong there. And as this, going down 13 nothing was a problem, then they, they answer with two touchdowns. They're up 14 to 13. It's like they should have been able to cover that. Definitely. But um, they had a little bit of miscommunication there, there at the end of the first half. But in the end, they covered Michigan State plus four. That was the first victory of the day. Georgia minus 14. Clemson minus nine and a half. This was the craziest <laughs> thing there's ever been that's ever happened. Okay. Ever. Okay. So I'll, I'll, let me give it from my perspective first. So Nick's pissed. Nick's like punching his computer, like yelling at everything. Can't use his phone today because he's thrown, thrown his phone and broke his screen. Um, so we're sitting there and I'm like, okay, it's your last chance. I was like, they're going to go – for the laterals, the announcer said it too. Like, here comes all the laterals. I'm like, all right, this is where it fucked. Because I, we talked about it. it. You, We said it was last season. I don't know why I felt like it was this season, but I, it wasn't. I won on a similar situation where the fucking Ravens, or the, yeah, I think it was the Ravens, were lateraling back like crazy, and then it rolls into the end zone. You're like, please God. And then they go fucking get it. I think uh, that might have made it hit the over too, mate. I don't know. It was, the, yeah. It was both. It, it affected both of them. <laughs> yeah. So, 
you sat there and you're like, oh, it's one in a million. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know about that. I said, ah, no, exactly what I said in my head. I was like, I wouldn't say one in a million. I would say better the chance than that. And then you can take it from there what you saw. Well, no, like, so Florida State got the ball and they were down by three points. Mm -hmm. Well, they were backed up. And the whole play here was they were backed up on their own goal line. It was, all right, sack, fumble in the end zone, recover for a touchdown. We cover. That's the only chance we had. They complete a pass for 40 yards downfield. After that, I was like, oh, it's over. One in a million chances here. I need a pick six. Well, they fucking start pitching it, and they lateral it back. And on the last lateral, they lateral it back to, like, the 15-yard line. Well, the guy, it's a high lateral, and it's across the field. He goes to jump up. He gets flipped by a Clemson defender. Just enough, though, that his hand hits the ball. If, yeah. if he doesn't hit the ball, it doesn't roll the way it Inbound- did. He hits the ball towards the end zone, and the Clemson guy like goes up to it and kind of pauses for a second. Like, I'm like, "What are you doing? Grab the damn ball and get into the end zone!" And he finally grabbed it and got in the end zone. What if he would have dove on it at the one? Oh, I don't know, dude. I mean, <laughs> at that point, it would have been just whatever. Yeah. So they're calling this the worst bad beat of the year, but it's like, what if you're on Clemson? Like, it's the best victory you've arguably ever had that's what it takes for clemson to cover the damn spread <laughs> the first time they cover the spread this season yep no it was wild uh it was absolutely wild they threw the lateral to to jordan travis the quarterback and went over his head like good bounce to just like kind of stay right there so he could pick it up he makes a guy kind of miss laterals throws it all the way back across the field to the guy and then yeah he goes up to get it gets smoked tips off his hands just takes a nice little hop towards the goal line and then there you go. You cover a nine-and-a-half-point spread by a half point due to a six-lateral backyard bullshit 40-yard fumble loss that turns out to be a touchdown. So, um, UCLA at Utah over 60-and-a-half. I thought this game was going to be a little bit closer, but uh, every time UCLA seemed like they were getting back into the ball game, Utah would answer with a score of their own. The over hit pr- fairly easy in this one. Uh, Fresno State plus one. It was my lock. Um, Fresno State, it was kind of a similar situation. They were dominating this game. And every time San Diego State would get a big play here and there, and then Fresno State would end up getting a stop and answering. So Fresno State won 30 to 20. Michigan State, first half, we talked about that one. Georgia Southern plus six. Um, Dude, Georgia Southern got into the red zone three times, uh, four times in the first half, only were able to find points on one of them. They were up seven to nothing at halftime. They ended up losing this game twenty-one to fourteen. Uh I don't know that I felt like I was pissed one day when they lost this game because they gave up a t- the the game winning touchdown fairly easy there at the end. Um Houston plus one. We talked about it. We got out to a big lead. It was another one of those where we're out to a big lead and then they just let them back in the game. I was like, not again, not again, not again. Well, Houston ended up getting control of it at the end. Then SMU answered to tie the game and on the ensuing kickoff is when um Houston returned it for a touchdown to win the game. So overall six and two for the week. It's a very good week. Justin, you had ten plays. Yeah, we were all on Coastal, so we know how that Not went. Me. Uh, yeah, me and Logan were. Um, yeah, fuck them. 
I was, uh, I was just on first half, but it, yeah, that was the one that should have hit. The second one. Yeah. Texas plus three just didn't have enough power to cover it. Rutgers minus one and a half. That was a good game. We ended up covering it. That was a lock of the week. Iowa got the shit kicked out of them by Wisconsin. I think Graham Mertz even had a really good game that uh, that game. I want to say in the first quarter, he was like seven for eight, 100 yards, two touchdowns, or one touchdown. But yeah, he did good. Um, I didn't see it, but... Um, I said make him beat make, Iowa. Make, and make Graham Mertz yeah, beat Yeah, he sure shit did. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Because he was 11 for 22 for 100 yards and a touchdown. Well, in the first quarter, he was 7 for 8 with 100 yards, so they must have figured out how to stop him. Well, it's, <laughs> the, it's the rushing statistics. Yeah. Iowa wasn't able to rush it at all. Yeah. And Texas Tech, it was, I think they came up like 10 points short of covering it. Uh, UTEP plus 11, that was a great game. Uh, late in the fourth quarter, they ended up going for two. They were down 18. They scored a touchdown. Go for two, and then I want to say they get another touchdown and ended up only losing by three. But um, that was a really good game. Uh, SMU, know how that went. Um, Liberty minus 36. I want to say they won like 62 to 10 or 17 or something like that. And then Georgia minus 14. That one was never in doubt. They ended up covering so you went four and six. Um, Nick went six and two, and I went eight and four. We're going to call it eight and five. Um, I didn't know which week to put it on, so we'll put it on this one. So that brings me to 47, 51, and two. Six and four on my locks of the week because uh, I did not hit it this week. That brings Nick to 36, 36, and one. Five and five on his locks of the week. That brings Justin to 41 and 44. Seven and three on his locks of the week. So 70% on your locks, but you are now under 500 in college for, well, I think you were, were you under 500 last week? Yes. I was like one or yeah, two one games. Game. Okay. Um, so we look ahead to a strange, uh, what is it? Week 10? Yeah, what, yeah. what week are we in? Week 10 of college football. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, do y'all have any Thursday games or Friday? I have uh, Wednesday games that are playing right now. But, no. I was looking at UL. No, I do not. I was considering UL. Minus 12. But yeah, I'm, I don't have a Thursday or Friday game. But I do have the first Saturday game at 10.30 a.m. Army versus Air Force. Air Force is two and a half point favorites. The over-under sitting at 37. Uh, I like the way these two teams match up. The number one and two ranked rush offenses in the nation. Air Force is number one. Army is number two. Now Army's rush defense, it's a little bit better statistically than Air Force's, but I, I believe that that's a little bit skewed because of how bad Army secondary is. Uh, both allow under 100 yards rushing per game. The weakness for Army, obviously, is their secondary. Hazeek Daniels last year, Air Force's quarterback in this matchup through three interceptions. I think that this is a revenge game for him uh, against a, a weaker secondary than he played last year. I like Air Force minus two and a half, and I'm going to take the over 37. Going over? Yep. 
<laughs> I feel like we would like do this in years past. What you mean? I never bet the damn over in these games. I'm pretty sure I bet it last year. Maybe I don't know. But it was ten to seven the, last year. You're making the same mistake. No, it's not the same mistake. The, the I think that Army could have success running the ball against them, but I think overall it's going to be the the plays that Hazik Daniels makes that gets Air Force to win. And I think that there's going to be more points than than everyone else is thinking that there's going to be scored in this one. They're playing at um. Did you see where they're playing at? Yeah. Some ballpark in Texas. I don't know exactly where it is, but yeah, in Texas. People are going nuts over my fucking tweet that Michael Thomas will not play for the New Orleans Saints again like I'm goddamn Adam Schefter. Exactly. So unless Michael Thomas say it, we all need to chill. For real, this dude's just spitting rumors with no actual facts. No, you fucking <laughs> jackass. It's an opinion. Do you know what an opinion is? Um, But yeah, anyway. so I'm on that pick as well. I'm on Air Force minus two and a half. I'm about to take Army in the under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, all right. So I'm going with a little bit of a different approach this week because there wasn't a ton of games that I liked. Uh, so first one that I am taking is going to be – try to get it in, like, chronological order for you. Um, or that might not, might not be the term I'm looking for. Uh, it won't be in order. But 2.30 p.m., you got Tulsa at number six Cincinnati. Number two – well, number two when I wrote it. Number six now in the college football playoff rankings – uh, six Cincinnati. Uh, Bearcats are going to be feeling pretty disrespected uh, after thinking they were the second best team in the nation. Now they get told that they're the sixth best team, which is probably accurate if we're being honest. Uh, but they're going to come out and play with a chip on their shoulder. I think uh, since he's back home after a two-game road trip that wasn't exactly a cakewalk, and we saw the Bearcats tested by Navy and Tulane. They won both, but not in the fashion that they wanted to. We're eight games into the season. Since he needs to start clicking on all cylinders starting right now. Tulsa's coming off of a home loss to Navy where Navy didn't complete a single pass, like you just heard Nick say. Uh, Well, no, sorry, that was Air Force and Army, but I'm sure Navy's up there in the fucking rushing rankings, probably top five. Uh, Since he's going to establish the run themselves early, I think Ritter is going to benefit from that with some play action and being able to scramble and use his uh, feet. I think since he comes away, bold prediction, three turnovers in this one, uh, one resulting in a pick six. Give me Cincy minus first half. I saw 10.5. I don't know what it currently sits at. And then minus 22.5 for the full game, going first half full game. If you can find me a first half spread, that would be great. Yeah, let me let – me, um... I'm, I'm also on both of those picks, oddly enough. Are you really? Yeah, I had in my notes actually written down that Cincinnati feels disrespected after the um, rankings came out. But uh, I had Cincy at minus 11 for the first half. You had it 11? Okay. Yeah, but that was that was way earlier in the day, so yeah. you could have it at 10.5 probably. Yeah, I saw 10.5, um, but... Okay, um... I'm seeing by um by twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, I guess if it's up to twenty. Yeah, well, when y'all right said now, eleven, it's like usually it's gonna be. Yeah, I'd still take it there. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll still take it there. Twelve and a half, first half, twenty-two and a half, full game. Uh, and just so Justin said, he's both on these. Um, what is your next one, Nick? Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of them this week, so, uh, 
Michigan State, number three ranked team in the country, is three-point favorites on the road against Purdue. The over-under is 53. Purdue has the 54th ranked rush defense, surrendering 139.8 rushing yards per game, 3.99 average. Michigan State puts up 200 rushing yards per game. Purdue has a 16th-ranked pass offense going against the 127th-ranked pass defense for Michigan State. I think there's a good chance Michigan State rushes for well over 200 yards and Purdue's going to pass for over 300. I'm going to take the over 53. You putting your uh, you trust in Peyton Thorne after what we saw? Peyton Thorne, I think that they're going to run it all over him. I know, but I don't know. I feel he's going to have to make some throws. I didn't tell him. I'm not taking Michigan State. I know you took the over. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I fucking hate Peyton Thorne after watching last week. I I won't go. I mean, he put up a a good bit on, what, 37 points against. It's a much better defense than Purdue has. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I get it, but Kenneth Walker went fucking crazy. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, and Purdue does like to throw the ball around the field, so. And Michigan State was definitely not looking that spectacular, I guess, in the secondary. Um, no, they're 127th ranked against the pass. It's the most last. Yeah, no, I'm talking about from what we saw on the stream. Um, I'm right. actually putting my trust in Peyton Thorne and taking <laughs> the Spartans at minus three. Oh, I don't know, Justin. This is a letdown game written yeah. all over it. This has uh this is letdown game. Michigan City. State's overranked. They get knocked out of the fort right here. Somebody's gonna get yeah. Somebody's gonna get knocked out. So who? I was surprised to see them at three. Um. But if you, I mean, I'm not. It, I think they're looking to hold their spot. Well, of course they are. But um, I mean, you feel like they're worthy of that number three? Yeah. Because Michigan pissed that game away. To be, I mean, I think they're honest. better than Oregon. And uh, yeah, I don't think Oregon's very good. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised to see Oregon at four. I, I would say I was as well. Um, but yeah, I mean somebody's gonna lose. It ain't gonna be Bama. It ain't gonna be Georgia. Probably not gonna be Ohio State. Um, like the four are not gonna be the four right now are not gonna be the four. At the yeah, end. I guess so somebody's got to go. But um, I mean it's just it it's a letdown spot, but that doesn't mean they won't win and cover. But all right, my next one. Boise State at number 25, Fresno State. So, uh, Fresno State is five-point favorites. Uh, so far, the Andy Avalos experiment has not gone well for Boise. They are clearly missing Brian Harson, who is now at Auburn. A team that once was stout on defense now has given up nearly 190 yards rushing per game. In comes Fresno State, the 25th-ranked team in the nation, averaging nearly 500 yards of offense with a quarterback, Jake Hayner, who has thrown for 2,888 yards, which is fourth in the nation, 23 touchdowns and six interceptions. We just watched him last week. Uh, the kid's good. The offense is dynamic. I don't know if Ronnie Rivers is back. I think he may still be hurt, but the backup is good. Jordan Mims, Nick talked about him on the podcast last week. He's coming off of a game where he had 29 carries, 186 yards, and two touchdowns. So the rushing attack should be fine. Boise's DBs have a problem looking into the backfield, getting hit on play action. On the other side of the football, Boise still has weapons all over the field. Khalil Shakir, Shakir and C.T. Thomas specifically. Hank Byer, Hank Bachmeyer, I can't talk. Uh, if I drop out, it's because of a stroke. He is still a guy who can make plays. 
Uh, terrible pocket awareness, but does have the ability to use his legs to extend plays, and he's got guys that he can get the football to. When he's playing up to his potential, he's as good as any quarterback in that conference. I'm going to take the over 58-and-a-half. I looked at Boise for this game at plus five. Can't touch Boise with the points, personally. Yeah, I stayed away. Um, yeah, on the road. Or on the road. And Fresno is actually 23rd now. But, yeah, no, I mean, on the boys, Boise on the road has been playing better than Boise at home. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, but, yeah, so I'm just going to take the over there. Boise's got guys. Khalil Shakir is always going to be the best player on the field, in my opinion, uh, at least play out of the playmakers. So look for Boise to try to get back to their old ways with some trick plays here and there and try to uh, get some splash plays going. And then, I mean, Fresno, we they've proven that they're a well-balanced uh, offense. So I'm looking for points scored big time. What is your next one for Saturday? Um, It's the stream. That's all you got left? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. All right, then hold off on that. Um, Justin, what is your next one then? SMU, minus four and a half against Memphis. Going back to them, huh? Yes. Really? Yeah. Better hope that they can cover the uh, kickoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that had to be brutal to watch because it was great to watch on our end. Yeah. I mean, I had a good chance. I I thought there was like about a 50-50 chance at – Houston was going to be able to get the ball in the field goal range and at least attempt a field goal. Yeah, I would agree. Um, With 30 seconds left. Yeah, but okay, so what? break down the game. Which side are you taking all of that? Because you, you didn't really say. You just said who's playing. Yeah, like SMU. For my last one? Yeah. For SMU? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like they're still kind of fighting to, I mean, obviously not get in the playoffs, but get a good bowl game. What's the point spread? Four and a half. Okay. Are they home? I don't know. At Memphis? Okay. Yeah. Um, so minus four and a half. Uh, SMU going on the road to take on Memphis. Okay. Um, all right. Pitt at Duke. Pitt's coming off a heartbreaking loss to Miami, 38-34, but the season isn't over. Pitt is still leading the ACC Coastal and has a great chance to play for the ACC title. After a loss, Duke is just what the doctor ordered for Pitt. Uh, they fucking suck coming in on a four-game losing streak and only scoring seven points in their last two games. They allow nearly 500 yards defensively. It's not a Coach Cutcliffe uh, team that we're used to. Senior quarterback Kenny Pickett for uh, for Pitt will keep the guys focused. Uh, I like both coaches in this one, but like I said, this isn't a usual Cutcliffe team. I'm rolling with Narduzzi and Pitt every way possible. Give me Pitt first half. Can I get an update on the spread for the first half? And full game 21. Told you I'm taking a different approach. We're going first half full games for games that I like. Yeah, Duke's gotten outscored like 70 to 95 in the past two games. Yeah, they suck. Bad. I do like their running back. What you got for a full game, 21? 21, yeah. What do you say? That's what, uh, 11, 10 and a half? Yeah, 11. Okay. The most accurate. All right, so give me 11 first half for Pitt, and then give me Pitt minus 21 as well. How many more do you have, Justin? Are you picking? So you're coming on the stream this week? Yes. Okay, so Justin's got no more work things. Uh, did you pick the game? Yes. Okay, so we'll save that one for last. Um, how many more do you have? I have six. 
counting the stream. Jesus Christ. All right. Save my the, back's against the wall. Save the stream. Not really, though. Don't kamikaze. <laughs> save the stream and your lock, and then give me your other four. All, all back to back to back. You to can back. if you want to. Mm. You don't have to, though. I don't want to. So I'll give you um, Kansas plus 24 against Kansas State. Okay. Um, there's a rivalry game, and uh, Kansas State has won the past 12 meetings. But, I mean, fuck. Kansas got to cover one one of these games. I mean, that's not the logic you want to necessarily go into it with. But I was looking at this game. I was, too. I'm not going to lie. What I was looking at... Um, let me see. Let me find it real quick. What time is it at? 11. Is it? Why can I never find anything? They're at home. Kansas is at home. They right? are, which is why, yes, I was looking at first half spread, potentially. Yeah. Come out fired up at home. And like Justin said, in-state rivalry. Probably Kansas getting. rush defense. What does that look like? Demont could? Uh, no, they suck bad. Yeah, that's um, a big problem. But. Let's see. Uh, they only allow 251 yards on game <laughs> on the ground. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Um, but, I mean, their their best player is Jason Bean, and he sucks. So that, He does. But he can scramble and he can kind of keep plays alive. Uh, they gave Oklahoma a scare. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I was looking at potentially maybe the first half spread, come out fired up, in-state rivalry, all that, got to go uh, play. They're going to be emotional, all of that. I don't think I'm going to do it, though. I, I mean, you look at those uh, you look at those numbers, and it's tough. It is, because Kansas is terrible, but not this week. Okay. Um, dude, I'm just getting fucking come at from – I don't know why this tweet is now taking off, but it's like – it, I'll, I'll give you another one if you want. Go ahead. Um, Kentucky and Tennessee. It's out of pick them right now. I'm rolling with Kentucky. Interesting. Kentucky on the road. Yes. Interesting. You got any reason why? Yeah. Um, Kentucky just came off of a bad game, I want to say. Mississippi State. Yeah. They lost by like two touchdowns. Um and then the, they played Georgia the week before, and I want to say they lost by like two touchdowns again to them. But um, Tennessee isn't that great. They're always overhyped. So I think this is a good spot for them to turn it around and obviously not still get in the playoffs, but still keep their somewhat of a good season, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm getting fucking pulled in, in every direction right now. Um, I just tweeted out an opinion for the love of Christ. I mean, good God. They're like, where did anybody say this? I said it. It's my opinion. Jesus, good Lord. There's no inside information that Michael Thomas said he's not coming back. It's I don't think he's going to play for the Saints anymore. How many times do I have to fucking say it? People are like, I hate this negativity. I'm the most positive person that there fucking is when it comes to the Saints. Like, I'm a, it's never over till it's over. But Michael Thomas is a bitch. Um, all right, I have. I don't even. I think yeah. I said I said my lock. I think yeah. I did. Yeah, I did too. Okay. But 
Yeah. Um, Liberty at Ole Miss. Ooh. Are y'all on this? No. Okay. But I'd love to hear what you have to say. It's the return of Hugh Freeze to Oxford. Ole Miss is coming off a tough loss to Auburn, 31 to 20. They really kind of got embarrassed a little bit because Auburn's not the cream of the uh, the crop. Like they, they Ole Miss marched into Bama, felt like they were going to have a chance. They didn't. Um, this was a game in which a banged up Matt Corral went 21 to 37 for 289 yards and a pick. He did carry the ball 10 times for 45 yards and a touchdown after he had to be carted off back to the locker room. He tried to have a Paul Pierce moment, I guess, getting wheelchaired back to the locker room, and then all of a sudden, oh, what do you know? I'm back. Like, uh, yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, on the other side, Malik Willis is the quarterback for Liberty, and he's one of the most electric players in the country. But Liberty hasn't played anyone really worth a shit yet. In years past, I'd roll with these teams that rely solely on one player like Willis, and I'm doing it again. Give me Liberty or give me death. Liberty plus 10. Ole Miss is hurt. Much more than just Matt Corral, who hasn't practiced this week, as far as I know. The offensive guard, Ben Brown, is out for the year. Fellow offensive lineman Caleb Warren and Orlando Umama are also questioned to, questionable to play. Tight end Chase Rogers hasn't played in three weeks. But the biggest problem, Lane Kiffin called his wide receiver trio of Jonathan Mingo, Braylon Sanders, and, Don, and Dontario Drummond the best in the nation, and there's a good chance that none of these guys play. Sanders, maybe, but he hasn't caught a pass since the Tennessee game. He's banged up. This is a chance for Malik Willis to put on a show, move his name back up the big boards. Uh, Mel Kuyper's going to be watching this one closely. Matt Corral's banged up. All it takes is one hit. Matt Corral, see you later. And then Lane Kiffin's going to start looking at how he looks in uh, purple and gold and if he likes Cajun food or not because he might be coming to Baton Rouge. I'm going to take Liberty plus 10. I'm right there with you. I don't like that. I don't Damn think. Damn devil. Oh, well, I guess you're out of yeah, you're out of that chair. You couldn't just let me have this one. You couldn't let me have this I'm one. I'm always on Liberty. I'm a Liberty guy. I mean, it's the return of Q Freeze. You're not on it? No. We borderline should be streaming this game. Dude, these games suck. They not I mean, yeah, but this one's going to be exciting to watch. I mean, look, there's a lot of games that are going to be exciting to watch. But um, as far as, like, finding, like, maybe it's because I didn't have my phone. I usually, I smash, I break my my phone when I lose bets. So, it's funny. I'm coming off of the best week of the season for me, and then my phone's bro- broken. Uh, I'm going nuts. So, yeah, I only have, I'm going to have four bets for college. And I might add some because I don't, I, they end at 2.30, so I'm going to try to look into the afternoon games a little bit better. Yeah, there's a good chance that I uh, that I add some games as well. Um, but, yeah, you're not, you're not a fan of Liberty? You are a big Malik Willis guy. No, I like him. I just... Ole Miss is banged up. Yeah. I mean, big time. So I feel like this is a good opportunity for, for uh, him to come in and put on a show. So, and just for the record, my lock of the week is Cincinnati minus 22 and a half against Tulsa. Um, the first half, um, you, the full game? Full game. Yes. Um, all right. How many more do you have? Four. Four. Didn't you just have four? I added not one. Counting the, not counting the live stream. Yeah, I added one. Good, good God. All right. Go ahead. Ohio State and Nebraska. 
It's now up to minus 15. Okay. So I'm taking Ohio State. On the road. Yep. You're making you're making the mistakes. You're making the mistakes. No. There's nothing better than a home favorite. I'm not going to take them, but there's nothing better than a home team getting points. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, they very well could. They could beat the shit out of them. But I could also see Adrian Martinez scrambling, extending plays. <laughs> uh, it's a big game for Ohio State. Yeah, it is. Being right behind Oregon. Yep. It's like time for them to they, – they have games, and, you know, they finish the Big Ten champion, and they're going to get in. I don't see a way you could keep them out, but it definitely would help to start putting on some putting some things together and beating these lesser teams by substantial margins. Because yeah. quite frankly, I was surprised that Oregon was four. I was too. I mean, they lost to Stanford. Yeah, I know. How do you lose to Stanford, but you're knocking out like I I, I don't know. It was questionable. I, I felt like. People hate that they put Bama number two, but Bama is the second best team in the country. Yeah. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. They are. So it should be the best teams are ranked accordingly. Uh, and number one and number two are. But who got three? Oh, Michigan State. Yeah. That, that, Michigan State's not better than Ohio State. Like, No, but they'll play it. They're going to play each other. That's going to be a damn good game. Mm-hmm. Until Peyton Thorne throws three interceptions and they yeah, lose no, by thirty, Ohio State yeah. smashes the shit. Yeah, because they can't stop the run or the pass, and it's all going to be on Kenneth Walker the third. So if Kenneth Walker does what he did against Michigan, if he does that to Ohio State, then he'll win the Heisman Trophy. So uh, if you feel like he's going to be able to have that success, maybe go, maybe go put a bet down on him to uh, win the Heisman Trophy. So, all right, let's talk or Justin continue. Did you add more games? Three more. I have three more. All right, rail them off quick. Well, I have one more, and then I have my lock, and then I have the stream. Okay, give me the one more, quick. App State minus 21 at Arkansas State. Arkansas State might be the worst team in the country. Is Blackman playing quarterback? Yes. Are you sure? Because they benched him. Uh, well, no. or, I'm pretty sure he got benched. I could. As of right now, he's playing. Okay. Um, dude can be dynamic, all I'm saying. Yeah, but... Who gives a fuck? <laughs> All right. Um, what's your lock then? Is it Cincinnati first half? No. It's uh, the goddamn Chanticleers. Again? Minus 20 against Georgia and Southern. Mm. 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 Dude, would you like our opinions on that game? No, I don't even want to go into it. I just want to. We can just move on to the next one, but just know it's my lock. Everybody know that I'm 70% on the year. You so are. Just, you are. So but. just take that and run with it. Okay. Oh, God damn it, man. 20 points. Yep. Yeah. going to be tough to stop that rushing offense. Yeah. <laughs> just what I've so. seen from a coastal. Like, Last uh, couple of weeks, at least. Jesus. You want to throw fuck. up when you watch your defense. If I have to hear about the fucking third down conversion percentage one more time. Every time they talk about it, they're fucking going three and out. Um, all right. So that's your lock. My lock, Cincy, minus 22 and a half. What is your lock, Nick? Uh, it's the Michigan State at Purdue over 53. Okay. Um, let's talk stream of the week. Number 12, Auburn going on the road to take on number 13, Texas A&M. 
Who wants it? Um, yeah, dude. How are we go? <laughs> it's like every time with the streams. They're tough ass games. Yeah, I don't know who to pick. Yeah, what are we three and three? I know you. So let's. I'm four and three. I know, but you're you're counting the over under. Like, yeah, I mean that's a no. I know, but just it. What are we against the spread? Like three, um, three and three. Yeah. Okay. Um, that ain't cause, strictly the spread. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because we pick the spread every game. We've there's only we've only picked a total once. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, what what is it? What what even is the fucking point spread? Four and a half still. Four and a half. Yeah. yeah. So A and M four and a half point favorites. Both of these teams are no A and M's coming off of a bye. Auburn just beat Ole Miss. Um, two thirty kickoff on CBS. Who's going first? Go ahead, Justin. I'll go first. I'll get it out the way. Okay. Um, I am going with Bo Nix and the and the Tigers. Hmm. Plus four and a half. Why is that? Um, I just think Auburn's the better team. This year, um, this is my first time actually betting on Auburn. Uh, I usually bet on Auburn, and Bo Nix lets me down, but I like him on the road. So, since when? Since since this week. Okay, I was gonna say because it's been <laughs> historically known that Bo Nix sucks dick on the road. Um, I Nick, thought it was the other way around. Nope, Bo Nix on the road. I've been saying it like a broken record. Well. <laughs> Still like him. <laughs> Which side are you on, Nick? Because oh. Justin doesn't listen when I say Bo Nix on the road twenty fucking times, and then he marches into Penn State and gets shit on. He didn't get shit on, but he didn't cover. But which side are you leaning? I don't know. It's like you look at these these games. It's like these teams match up. They're like. Similar in a lot of ways. They like to run the ball. Their defenses are okay. I think that A&M's is a little bit better. Um, Auburn, to me, I'm surprised by how well that they were, they've played against Arkansas and Ole Miss. Um, but, I mean, LSU really should have beat Auburn. And LSU's not very good, so. I don't know, man. It's like it is four and a half, too. I think A&M wins the game, okay? Mm-hmm. But I think they could win it by only three. That's yeah. what I would pick. I would say if I predict the score and how much they would win by, I'd say it'd be by three. So you're going with Auburn? I don't know. What are you going with? I'm going with Auburn. I am. I know I've been saying it about Bo Nix on the road, but I wish I wouldn't have let Justin go first. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I feel like both teams do have a really good, uh, a really good defense. I mean, I say really good. They've got a solid defense. Both of them do. Um, Bo Nix's ability to run, I think, is going to be the deciding factor in this game, especially short yardage situations, being able to use him in RPOs to pick up and extend the extend drives and move the chains. I know Calzada had the game of his life against Bama. I know he's been playing well since then. But you don't just flip a switch against the best team in the country, second best team in the country, and then all of a sudden you're a good quarterback. I feel like he's still going to make, he still has more mistakes in him that we might see this week. But yeah, four and a half, I mean, just seems like a lot. I think this is a three point, this is a come down to a field goal game who's going to win. But I don't think it's going to be by more than that. 
Brian Harson's a damn good coach. I like Brian Harson a lot. He was the head coach at Boise State. Now he went to Auburn, took Gus Malzahn's job, and he's got him sitting at 13 in the nation, 6-2, and 3-1 and one in SEC play. So I think, I mean, what travels? Defense and a rushing attack. That travels. So the defenses are relatively even, and it's minimal, but by the numbers, Auburn's the better rushing team. So – if Bixby can get going, and then you add in the ability of Bo Nix to, who has been playing well. I mean, we can call it for what it is. Bo Nix has been playing much better. Honestly, he marched into Penn State, and they could have came away with a victory in that game. I know he said he got shit on. He didn't really. They they it was a down to the wire game that Penn State covered there at the end. He marched into Death Valley against LSU, and was throwing prayers. It shouldn't have it shouldn't have went the way it did, but it did. So you got to. You got to accept it for what it is. Um, they've at least won four out of their last five, and with the one loss coming to Georgia. So, yeah, I'm gonna take Auburn. I'm gonna take the Tiger War Eagles uh, on the road against A and M. So, I mean, it sounds like that's essentially what you were saying. Yeah, it wouldn't it, make sense. The defense is. I feel like A and M though the defense there. I feel, I feel like Auburn's defense. Maybe they're better than I thought they were. So I don't know, just judge them by the way that they've held Ole Miss to only twenty points, Arkansas to only twenty three. It it was a banged up Ole Miss offense. That's why I kept having to tell myself because I was looking at the same thing. And then they go for it down in the red zone a couple times and fail. Yeah. So the numbers are a little deceiving. But I do feel like that. I feel like A and M has the better defense, but the discrepancy between the two is not that big. You know what I mean? It's not like they're like, oh shit, far and away the better defense. We've seen A and M. I mean, they do have a good defense. Both teams do. I I just, I don't know. I like Brian Harson. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, Bo Nix is better than Calzada. I like Brian Harson more than I like Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. Fisher sucks against the spread. He'll win this game by two or three points. Jimbo Fisher's looking to LSU. He is. This will be the game that he really starts looking at LSU. I would look at Auburn to potentially win this football game. Plus 170 on the money line. Just value alone. I feel like that's a decent shot. Plus 170. I don't know why it's that much. Yeah, you look, they go to Arkansas. They beat... They've they done beat they, Arkansas. They've done well away. on the road. He's putting to bed the I'll put the Bo Nix on the road. I'll put that to bed this week if he if he covers this game for one, but especially if he wins outright. Um but yeah, so give me Auburn. Sounds like we're all on him. Yeah. Okay. Um all right, I'll recap mine real quick. Uh I have Cincinnati minus twenty two and a half. I'm sorry, Cincinnati first half, minus 12.5. And, and then my lock of the week is Cincinnati minus 22.5. I've got the Boise State, Fresno State over 58.5. Fresno's not a state, but they can score. Pitt minus 11 first half, and Pitt minus 21 full game. Liberty plus 10, the return of Hugh Freeze. And then give me Auburn plus 4.5 on the road. I'm making a quick change here. I'm going to Auburn. Auburn plus four and a half. I'm 
I'm switching from Purdue, Michigan State over 53. I'm going Arburn plus four and a half as Delac. Really? You weren't very sure about it 30 seconds ago. I love it. Well, look, Michigan State, Purdue game, that was the first game I noticed. Yeah. I'm like, I, did I see, am I overlooking something here? I, I feel like I could be walking into a bit of a trap. I think it'll go over, but I'm not totally sure about it because I'm second guessing myself because it's the first bet I found. <laughs> Air Force minus two and a half. Army versus Air Force over 37. Michigan State at Purdue o- over 53. Auburn plus four and a half, lock of the week. I like it. Okay, Justin. SMU minus four and a half against Memphis. Ohio State minus 14 and a half against Nebraska. App State minus 21 against Arkansas State. Cincinnati minus 22 and a half versus Tulsa. Cincinnati minus 12 and a half versus, I mean, first half versus Tulsa. Michigan State minus three versus Purdue. Auburn plus four and a half versus A&M. Kentucky uh, as a pick 'em against Tennessee, Kansas plus twenty four against Kansas State, Air Force minus two and a half against Army, Liberty plus ten against Ole Miss, and my lock of the week is Coastal Carolina minus twenty against Georgia Southern. So y'all have different techniques. When Nick's backs against the wall, he he he's short and he gets more selective. When your backs against the wall, you pick the entire slate of games. Yes. All right. So there you go. That's our. But I also go short after a good week. Yeah, it's true. That, um, that's like with me with the NFL. I keep I keep staying short. Yeah, because Nick's trying to. Well, you're doing the same thing in the NFL, but you're trying to maintain the lead by not willing to, not giving yourself the chance to have a bad. Well, week. if you don't like a lot of like last week, I, I did. I liked a lot of games. This week, it's like I'm struggling to even find any. Yeah, I mean, really, I only like one, two three, four, five games, but I managed to get seven plays out of it. Um, so I was like, I found two. I, I think Pitt and Cincy are going to roll. So, so I was like, take them first half full game. But all right, that is our college football picks for the week. Um, we'll recap NFL real quick, and then we'll give you those picks, and we'll get on out of here. Thursday night, Packers plus six and a half. They covered that spread. Uh, they went outright. They don't just cover that spread. I mean, what are we doing? That was way too many points from the get-go. Just because of Devontae Adams, sure, some people think wide receivers are the second best, most important position in football. Those people don't know football. So the most important position is the quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers was there that week, not this week. Dolphins plus 13 and a half. They had a chance to cover this spread. Uh, Buffalo went for two down there at the end, like a bunch of chumps. Um, Didn't really matter, but Buffalo had a chance to cover this spread. They were honestly covering it for the majority of the game, and then Buffalo ran away with it towards the end. Lions plus three and a half. They suck. Bad. Um, they're not scrappy anymore. They're not, uh, I'm done. Never take the lines again. <laughs> Steelers plus three and a half. They win this game outright by five chargers minus five. Me and Nick were on opposite sides of this game. Chargers lose outright to the Patriots. Uh, chargers offense slowing down big time. Uh, Bill Belichick's a goddamn defensive mastermind. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit. Chiefs minus nine and a half on Monday night. The chiefs had ample opportunities to cover this spread as well, but they fucking suck. Bad. I don't understand what's going on on offense, uh, but I'm glad that I traded for Tyree Kill because they throw it to him every play. Saints plus five and a half with the money line play, uh, a four-unit money line play, and we cash in on both because the Saints went outright. Thank you, P.J. Williams. Thank you to the entire Saints defense. Easiest money I've made all year in the NFL. Uh, that I went three and four after two 
consecutive good weeks in the NFL, but could have been worse. We made money when you take into account the money line uh, cash on the Saints. Nick, you had, what is that, nine plays? Yeah, nine plays. I started off with Packers, Cardinals, over 50 and a half, got lucky. Uh, Aaron Jones' touchdown, which would have... Under. Yeah. You said over. Okay. Under 50 and a half. Aaron Jones' touchdown that would have put this game over was reversed. The Packers then got stuffed. Five-yard penalty for a full start. Failed on fourth down. And then, obviously, everyone saw A.J. Green not turn around for the game-winning touchdown. Yep. Um, So we got lucky there. And then Packers plus six and a half. Then I had four noon games. I was like, I'm going three and one in these noon games. The the Lions never had a chance. Nope. Um, but the Bears were in control, and the Dolphins. Dolphins were in a tight game with the Bills for most of that game. It's like a four-point game for a long time. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. But I was like, much. all right, just hang on, just yeah. hang on, lose by 10 max. Yes. Um, They ended up losing by 15. Yep. And that was damn annoying. Because this spread ended up growing a little bit toward the end of the week. Yeah, if they don't get that two-point conversion in the Bills, then it's a 13-point victory. Yeah. That's why I said, why are you going for two? I, I, honestly, I, it's kind of a good thing that they went for two, but the Dolphins just couldn't fucking stop them. Um, the Rams at Texans over 47.5. I said originally this was going to be my lock. I end up switching on it to try to... One-up Justin. Yeah, one, yeah. Um, <laughs> this hit pretty easy. Yeah. Um. Like I said, the Texans ended up getting some scores together there toward the end to push this game far over. Uh, Patriots plus five, they won outright. Washington plus three, this was like a really weird low-scoring game. I think they lost 17-10. to 10. Um, The Vikings plus one and a half, they were going against Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. Um, man, the Vikings are playing like some bitches, huh? They are. They like had, That was the most conservative oper- yeah. strategic approach to a game that I've seen in a very long time on defense and on offense. They felt like they could just take care of the Just keep everything in front of them. Don't allow, you know. Cooper Rush is going to fuck up is what they were thinking. And they just let the door, left the door open and open and open. They should have won that game easily. That game really shouldn't have been close because Cooper Rush didn't play that well. No, and this was kind of a weird game for me because I had, I benched Tom Brady, so I was like up by eight points going into the Sunday night game in fantasy. And I was going against Greg Zerline. He yeah. missed that first field goal. I was like, yes. Yeah. And then for the the final drive of the game for the Cowboys, if I, for my bet, I needed the Cowboys to um go to OT to kick the field goal. To, but um for fantasy, yeah, for my bet. No, no. But no, for I mean, fantasy, yeah. I needed him to score a touchdown, so I so he would just kick an extra point, and I would I won by like a point and a half. Yep. So four and five for the week, and I lost my lock. Yeah, Justin, be honest. Did you know that Dak was out when you made the Cowboys your lock? No, nah, that's what I told. Um, I told Bo that today. I said I had. I honestly had no fucking idea that Cooper Rush was going to play. I know it was talked about so much. I know you got to look. You had three plays. Yep, I had Cardinals minus six and a half. Yeah, bad pick. So then had the Titans plus one. That was a really good game. Sorry about uh, Derrick Henry. Um, that sucks. Who are you apologizing to? Not to y'all. I mean, I was gonna say, I don't, I don't give two oh. shits. Yeah, I was saying sorry to, to Derrick Henry. Okay, well, uh, fuck Derrick Henry. We lost our starting quarterback. They can go fuck themselves. You think I give two shits? They don't care about Jameis getting hurt. Sucks to suck, they don't, Derrick. Yeah, he might not ever walk right again, and I don't give a shit. Then I had the Cowboys. And um, that was another good game, and they ended up winning by four. 
Yes. On Sunday night, I yes. believe. Yeah. Um, so that I went three and four, and I hit my lock of the week. Nick went four or five. He did not hit his lock of the week. And Justin went two and one. He did hit his lock of the week. So that brings me to 31, 25, and one after going three and four, but five and three in locks of the week. That brings Nick to 22, 31, and one. And in his locks of the week, he is two, five, and one. Justin is sitting at a leading 21 and 10, and he is six and two in his locks of the week. You got another three plays this week because you know that I'm coming. You worried? Yes, I actually do have three plays. No, yeah, I didn't like very much. I think I have two or three. So who wants to go first? Thursday night, you've got the Colts playing the Jets. The Colts are favored by 10 and a half points. Smells a little fishy. Colts are home. Who wants to go first? Damn, Jets beat the Bengals. They did. What the hell, man? I know. You were one <laughs> week too early on the Jets. Oh, God. Um, I'm going um, I'm going over 45 and a half. Okay. I just think, you know, the Jets, they've been – I mean, last week's a perfect example. Cool. After a week of practice with the ones, uh, this guy, Mike White, come out of nowhere, led the league in uh, uh, passing t- yards – he tweeted back in 2013 that he was going to break all of Peyton Manning's records. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, I swear. He's coming. He so. said, hey, Peyton, sorry, but I have to break all your records <laughs> one day. He really said that, just like that. That's um, Yeah. Uh, all right. So you're going over 45 and a half? Yeah, and this is like opposite of a trend. I think the last six Thursday night games have under. gone under. Yeah. So I'm saying let's shoot for over seven times a charm. Okay. Justin? Which side are you on? This is actually my play as well. I'm on the over at 45 and a half. I think like 80% of the public's on the under, too. So I'm on the Colts minus 10 and a half. Fuck Mike White. (laughs) Who? When Zach Wilson comes back, you'll never hear from Mike White again. Mike Jones. Carson Wentz played like dog shit. They should have beat the Titans. I said I loved the Colts. I didn't love them enough to bet them. Uh, but everybody was wondering why the spread was what it was. They had plenty of opportunities to win that game. Oh, that fucking the, uh, the lineman breaking his leg or whatever. Oh, yeah. He he got the ball. It was either an interception yeah. or a fumble recovery. He's running down the field. It's a defensive guy, and then he, like, twists his knee or breaks his something, his ankle, and drops the ball. Yep. I hate when players do that. Hang on to the damn ball, then cry. <laughs> Don't cry first well, and drop the see, ball. Carson Wentz just, like, Went into, like, dipshit mode. I don't know what his problem was. He threw a pick on his own one-yard line that they just, like, the dude could have had a seizure and he would have scored a touchdown after the interception. Um, He gave Tennessee the game, and they still came back and I think sent it to overtime. Yep. So they should have won that game. They got out 14-0. I know. I know. And then Derrick Henry got hurt. So, yeah, no, I mean, Carson wins. That was the worst game he's played all year, so that was fucking terrible. Uh, it's bounce back city time though against the Jets. Uh, Colts can run the ball. Good defense, good enough defense. I don't think that this Mike White dude's gonna. It was flash in a pan. I don't think he's gonna continue. I think a lot of people are gonna probably be on the Jets. That that half point is gonna scare a lot of people away. Uh, give me the Colts. I think they roll big time. And I'm I'm Mister Thursday Night. So I understand he might have the better record, but I think you lost the last two on Thursday. And the goddamn fucking Western Michigan scoring a touchdown because we can't stop anybody in the fucking MAC. It makes no sense. We've got two punt returns for a fucking touchdown in a game that was an under game. Um, all right, so y'all are both on the over 45 and a half? Yeah. And I'm on the Colts minus 10 and a half. 
uh, my first play on Sunday, give me the Giants plus three at home. I don't know how many times they're going to continue to give Giants points at home. Giants plus three, I'm on this one. Against the yeah. Raiders? Yes. Raiders wide receiver just killed a woman. So <laughs> you're going out west to the east? I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Uh, they keep giving the Giants points points at home. I didn't. I wanted to look at it. I wanted to find how many times that they cover the spread as a home dog. I'm sure it's pretty good. So they just took the Chiefs to a three point loss, and they did everything in their power to lose that game. Uh, the Chiefs were trying to give it to them, but the Giants are not as bad as everybody wants to say. I've been saying it, and I'll die on that hill. So give me the Giants getting points at home versus the Raiders, whose organization is in fucking turmoil right now their coach is a racist and he's exposed their owner is the worst haircut in the history of sports their starting wide receiver arguably their number one guy just killed a woman driving 156 miles an hour uh i mean what what else what else could possibly go wrong for this franchise they should have stayed in oakland um but all right you're on the raiders i mean on the giants as well justin what is your first pick um we're going to the Chargers, minus one and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Smells fishy, I'm not going to lie. I looked at it, and I was like, hmm. And then I was like, but why? Yeah. Um, Eagles won't score 40 again, ever. <sighs> so. You're not worried about that one at all? Because, like, you look at it, and you think Chargers should be favored by more. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But I think Vegas is kind of just, oh, they just dropped 45 or whatever. Well, the Chargers have struggled lately. They yeah, have. And they have. So And the Eagles are playing their best football. So I feel like this is kind of a good spot to, if you're going to bet the Chargers. Well, take I mean, it right now. Because I, I was thinking the same thing. One, the Eagles are 0-3 at home. Um, and we can say they're playing their best football. Maybe the Lions just aren't as scrappy as we thought they were because they put together a fucking terrible, like, heartless performance. But they have lost three of their last five. Um, granted, one was against Tampa, but it was a four-point loss. And then you lost on the road uh, against Vegas. So they are probably going to be happy to be able to come back home. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to stay away just because it is. it does seem fishy, and the, the Eagles are coming off of their best win of the year, but this could be a bounce-back spot for the Chargers to get back on track because the Eagles' secondary fucking sucks. Um, but then, the I mean, the Chargers, yeah, I don't know, have been proven that they can be stopped on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm going to stay away. I looked at it in the Chargers. At first glance, I feel like that's everybody's first glance is, oh, Chargers, why are they only one one point one and a half point favorites? So, but yeah, I'm gonna stay away. So you're on the Chargers, uh, Nick. What's your next one? I'm on the Chargers. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> why are you over there? Oh, the Eagles are playing the best football. <laughs> I mean, they are, but they still got issues. All right, then I'll take the Chargers too. I mean, I just like the Eagles are at home. It's important to remember that. So, the Chargers have dropped two in a row. Uh, I will let see if they drop three in a row, and then, why is it important? And then I won't bet on them. Why is it important to remember that the Eagles are at home? I mean, that's why they're not – that's why the Chargers oh, yeah, aren't bigger yeah. favorites. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like in term in terms of like why I mean, you can't put the Chargers, the Chargers as like four and a half, five-point favorites when they got no, beat yeah, by Baltimore yeah. 34 to six, and yeah. then they just lost to New England. No, yeah, definitely. No, yeah, I, I, I understand why the spread is what it is. If the Chargers were favored, it probably would be four and a half. I mean, if they were at home, it probably would be four and a half point spread. So, 
Um, all right. Yeah, fuck it. I'll take them as well. Uh, give me your next one then. Oh, I'm also on the under 50 and a half here. So you're expecting a, a fall back to earth for? Yeah, I don't think. Th- I think that the Eagles, they might be able to. They'll have success running it, but I, I still feel like there's major issues there where they, when they get down to the red zone, I don't, I'm not sure if they'll be able to finish in the red zone. Okay. Um. All right, Justin, give me your next one. Um, I'm going with the Cardinals minus one against the 49ers. It's fucking home. I mean, these road favorites. Road yeah. favorites. Um. All right. These lines suck. Yeah, they, they Cardinals do. are kind of battling some injuries, but I think um everybody will be good to go come Sunday. Um. Yeah, fuck Jimmy G. Okay. He's not back. All right. Now give me your next one. Oh, I'm out I'm out of That's it? Yeah. Uh I honestly I think that's <laughs> it for me too, if I'm being honest. I don't know what's gonna be my lock. Oh yeah, fuck. I um, have one more as well. I wanna lock. do the chargers, but now you now you're starting to scare me. <laughs> you were talking it the other way before I was. Um my lock's the Colts. Okay, my lock's the over 45 and a half. On Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, how many more do you have, Justin? Just one, and it's my lock. All right, what is it? Saints and Falcons. Fuck. I'm taking the under. Oh, okay. That's fine. Not minus six. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I was... Not just because you were on the under. I was looking at the over just because, I mean, it is low, 42. Um, I could see us getting, um, I mean, Calvin Ridley being out is a big deal, but I could see us like sacking Matt Ryan, getting some good field position, strip sack type of shit. I know it's hard to plan for that. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, it could very well. We don't even know who's starting at quarterback, so that's a big thing. Um so, yeah, I don't know. So, under 42 is your lock of the week. Yes. We'll see what happens there. We'll see if the Saints can cover the six. Uh, so, to recap mine, you're done, right? Yeah. Thursday night, give me the Colts minus 10 and a half. That's my lock of the week. Giants plus three at home versus the Raiders. They're going to keep giving the Giants points as a home dog. Uh, we're going to keep cashing in on it. And then give me the Chargers minus one and a half. Jets at Colts go- going over 45 and a half. That's my lock of the week. Giants plus three. I'm going Chargers minus one and a half, and I'm going Chargers at Eagles under 50 and a half. Okay. Justin? I'm going Jets and Colts over 45 and a half. Chargers minus one against the Eagles. Cardinals minus one against the 49ers. And my lock of the week is the Saints and Falcons under 42. Okay. Um there you go. That's our NFL picks for the week. Um, Saturday, 2.30. Come tune in. Hang out with us for the live stream as we watch Auburn. Bo Nix go on the road to take on Texas A&M, and we'll see if we can squeak out another win. Every time we win, we have to scratch and claw and fight to the death to get it. Um, one of these days, we might just get an easy one. Uh, Big Easy Bets brought to you by Prediction Strike. Go download their app in the App Store or go to the website www.predictionstrike.com. You can invest in your favorite athletes, and you can make money. If you're good at fantasy, you're going to be good at Prediction Strike. You're going to be able to cash in, buy low, sell high. If you like the stock market, you'll love Prediction Strike. Use the promo code BigEasyBets. They will match your first 
athlete share of $20 or more. All right, that'll do it. Y'all got anything to say before we go? Adios, my friends. Who dat? You got to stop saying who dat. I say who dat. Who dat? Go to house.